This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri was helping one of the farmers at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles carry crates of fruit from his truck to his stall. He had just placed the pies at the pie shop in the oven when he noticed the young farmer hurrying to set up his display as the market came to life. The farmer had been running late after one of his farmhands got a flat tire earlier that morning, and he stopped to help him out. Dimitri was a good listener as well as storyteller. He carried the crates in silence as he listened to the farmer's rough start to the day. Thank you, Papa Earth, really. My pleasure. The day is young. Keep following the sun, Dimitri said with a smile and a wink as he set down a crate of pineapples on the display stand. He began unloading them onto the tiered wooden display, lifting them up to smell the tropical sweet scent at the base of the fruit. He closed his eyes and inhaled as his memory wandered back to when he was a boy, cutting pineapples with his mother at their family restaurants across the globe. Take one, please, if you'd like. The farmer's voice brought Dimitri back into the moment. He smiled and spent some time deciding on which fruit to take. Dimitri retrieved a knife and cutting board from his pie shop and carried the pineapple to the community tables, where quite a few families had already gathered. Dimitri cut the top off of the pineapple and stood it upside down on the cutting board to let the juices at the base waterfall into the rest of the fruit. After a few moments, he flipped it over to cut off the base and slice away the rind. He purposely cut close enough to the rind so that the pineapple's eyes were still exposed on the flesh, small brown spots dotting the surface. Dimitri lifted the fruit to cover his face as he explained what the eyes were. The kids laughed. Dimitri continued his steady, rhythmic, almost mesmerizing method of cutting the fruit as he spoke. When I was young, I had my stubborn, selfish phases as we all do. I remember when I first moved to the Philippines with my family. I wasn't happy about the move at first as I had to leave my first real crush behind in Malaysia. It was opening week at our new restaurant and I was playing pico or hopscotch out back of the kitchen. My mother had been preparing food all morning for our lunch service when my aunt called. She was placing the phone on her shoulder against her ear, using her free hands to stir a pot of rice. She called to me to come help her in the kitchen while she spoke with my aunt. I shuffled my feet, muttering under my breath. Why should I help when I don't want to be here? Reluctantly, I took the spoon and stirred at half the speed. After she got off the phone, she asked my father to take over in the kitchen. She grabbed two pineapples and led me out to the closest table. We started cutting the fruit in silence when I let out a huge sigh. My mother was quick to snap with a scold. I threw down the knife and folded my arms across my chest, slouching back into the seat. I wish I could go back and live with a different family, I mumbled as I kicked my feet out. Ah, you should be careful what you wish for, my mother said with a sly smile, as she slid the knife's handle back toward me. And don't be lazy, 
good things come from hard work and from helping others. I was slow to straighten up in my seat, but as I began cutting the pineapple, I found myself being careful to cut even slices. My mother smiled over me as we worked together quietly. As we finished, my mother took my hands in hers and thanked me for helping. But before she let me get up from the table, she told me the legend of the pineapple. A legend? One boy said excitedly. Shh, I want to hear it, his sister elbowed him. Dimitri smiled. You want to hear the story of how the pineapple came to be? The crowd, kids and adults alike, answered yes. Dimitri took a savored bite of the fresh pineapple before him, and as usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. Once upon a time, there was a mother who lived in a small, cozy hut with her beautiful but lazy daughter, Pina. The mother worked both day and night to put food on the table, and she always made sure their hut was nice and clean. She was a hard-working woman, and she wanted to give her daughter the world. As the years passed, the mother began to do everything for Pina, and so Pina grew lazy, never wanting to do anything for herself, and only wanting to play in the yard all day. Pina did nothing to help her mother, making excuses and refusing to look for things needed to complete chores. The mother would ask Pina to help her sweep the hut, but Pina would say she couldn't find the broom, even if it were sitting right in front of her. The mother would ask Pina to wash her clothes, but Pina would say she couldn't find the soap. So the mother always ended up doing the work by herself, while her beautiful, lazy daughter spent all day playing outside in the yard. Then one day, the mother became very ill, and she could not get out of bed. She called out, begging for her daughter to help. Pina, Pina, please come help me. I am in need of something to eat, but I am too weak to get up. Can you please make me some porridge? Pina was out in the yard, and although she heard her mother's call, she did not reply. After a few minutes of silence, the mother called out again with a touch of anger in her voice. Pina, come here this instant. I'm too weak, Pina. Please, I need food. Pina peeked her head into her mother's room. I don't want to make food, mother. It's too much work, Pina replied. Don't be lazy, Pina. All you need to do to cook porridge is boil water and rice in a pot and stir it with the ladle every so often. Everything you need is in the kitchen. Pina pouted, stomping her feet as she reluctantly made her way into the kitchen. The mother heard the banging and clanking of drawers and cabinets, pots and pans, and then she heard the creaking of the back door as Pina snuck back out into the yard. After some time had passed and her daughter had not returned, she called for her again. Pina, did you cook the porridge like I asked you? No, Pina replied. And why not? the mother asked tiredly. Because I couldn't find the ladle, her mother lamented. Oh, you lazy child, you probably didn't even look. I wish you would grow a hundred eyes all over your head so you could actually find what you're looking for. Maybe then you wouldn't have any excuses. As soon as she said this, there was complete silence. Oh, she's trying to be quiet so I won't ask her again, the mother sighed. Soon the mother got up to cook the porridge for herself and cleaned up the mess her daughter had made in the kitchen. But when she looked out into the backyard, Pina was nowhere to be found. She sighed again, assuming Pina had gone to a friend's house to avoid any more chores. The mother was exhausted, and she soon went back to her room to rest. Hours passed, then days went by with still no sign of Pina. With a heavy heart, the mother concluded that Pina had run away. When she finally recovered from her illness, the first thing she did was look for her daughter. But no one in their village had seen or heard from her. It was as if she disappeared into thin air. 
Days, then months went by with still no sign of her, but the mother had noticed this strange plant growing on the very spot where Pina liked to play in the yard. Then one day, the mother noticed a strange yellow fruit growing from the middle of the plant that somewhat resembled a child's head. Peeling the skin, she saw that the fruit had a hundred little brown eyes. A hundred eyes, she whispered to herself, then suddenly remembered the spiteful words she used towards her daughter on that fateful day. With horror, the mother realized her wish had come true. Just as her own love had unintentionally spoiled her daughter, so did her anger unintentionally curse her. She called the fruit piña in her beautiful daughter's memory, and she took loving care of it, just as she had done for piña, planting the top of the fruit so it might grow and spread, keeping her daughter's memory alive. The fruit flourished and became popular among the village. One day, on the anniversary of that fateful day, Two Spanish soldiers came upon the mother crying in her yard and stopped to console her. "'What's wrong, ma'am?' the first soldier asked, but the mother did not respond. She smiled slightly and wiped the tears from her eyes. Meanwhile, the second soldier knelt down and picked up a piece of the fruit. He tasted its sweet, juicy, slightly tart flesh, and his eyes popped with his surprised delight. "'What is this fruit?' he asked the mother." Again, she smiled, but this time let a few more tears escape as she spoke her daughter's name with tenderness. Piña. And so the soldiers went on their way, bringing home the strange fruit that they were given by the mother. They introduced it as piña, and eventually it became better known in the Western world as pineapple. To this day, the pineapple is celebrated as a reminder to always work hard and not be lazy, as well as a warning to never wish harm unto others. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.